You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self-care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. Welcome to the Wanderwell Podcast. I'm your host, Katie J. Today, we are working on what I am calling the Bodhi Project. I am partnering with, you guessed it, Bodhi Surf and Yoga to bring you guys some interviews of women who have had transformational experiences during their time at Bodhi. When you combine the beach, yoga, surfing, sunsets, massages, it's kind of hard to not have some sort of magical transformation in your life. So these women are, I'm bringing them to you over the next three weeks and they have such beautiful things to say about their experiences down in Costa Rica. And today we're going to go ahead and get started with Miss Carolee Pierce. I've been working at Clean Canteen for about eight and a half years now. Um, we're a family-owned company, and most of us are within two degrees of separation, two to three. And I had a, um, a long-time friend who introduced me to Clean Canteen, and it was a natural fit for me. Um, I manage our nonprofit outreach, uh, which means all of our philanthropy, donations, uh, gifting, funding of nonprofits that are working on um, really amazing things to get kids outside, to work on products that we put in our body, and plastic pollution, things like that. So that's my full-time role at Clean Canteen, just to work with our executive team and our owners to make sure that our um, we're giving back to our community globally via the work that we do. Which brings me to how I uh, connected with Bodhi, actually through that one of our nonprofit partners, the Five Gyres Institute that we've been working with for a fistful of years now um, on plastic pollution solutions. And they had been in contact with Bodhi and Bodhi had offered a trip up for us to auction off at an event. Um, And that was my first time that I became aware of Bodhi at all and did some research and was just super excited. To be honest, I actually bid and won the trip. And so um, my husband and I were able to go to Bodhi last January uh, and had an amazing adventure. I love that. And so what did you expect before you arrived at Bodhi? You know, I really didn't, uh, I'm an over planner and, uh, and I've traveled very little abroad. So, uh, I had a couple of conversations with Travis about, uh, and the staff about what, to, what to expect and what should I prepare. And he did such a beautiful job of just calming me down and saying, it's going to be fine. Like we're going to have it all figured out for you. Uh, so I was a little anxious and, and I, I didn't really know, but he kind of said, you know, I'd, I'd ask for instructions on how to uh, plan my, fill my whole day. What other things can we do? And he says, I'm going to take care of everything and you're going to be so exhausted. All you'll want to do is, is lay in a hammock and read when you have any downtime. Um, and you may know, you know, now from your experience there. So we kind of went um, just with a lot of faith, to be honest. And I just tried. My husband doesn't travel much either. And so he was a little uh, anxious. And I just somehow I knew after my couple conversations uh, that everything was going to be okay and that we were just going to be on this adventure and it was going to be fine. And it absolutely was. So then when you guys did arrive there, what did you end up finding that was special about Bodhi? 
It was actually even just before then, the car ride there with other people um, who were, we were sharing our stories, you know, in the, in the little van with our great driver uh-huh. um, and who would stop along the way and tell us about the, the wildlife or the, um, the flora and fauna and things that we would see. So I felt like we were already on our adventure right away and we had bonded over this five hour car ride, I think is what it was, um, with two and two of the other people on um, our car ride were actually parents of uh, one is a parent of one of the owners and the other one was a parent of an intern. So I felt like we were on the family vacation with the other with the Bodhi staff. So by the time we arrived, we all felt very comfortable with each other. We knew a little bit about each other and we arrived. It was dark um, and all we could see was this beautiful light over a, a table that was already set for us. Um, and for me, it was even more exciting because there was clean canteen cups on the table. So I felt very at home immediately and knowing that they uh, kind of walk their talk with their reusables and um, it's just always inviting because often I can travel and, and sometimes I'm anxious about what I might see um, for tableware things and I know I use a different lens than a lot of other people or potentially guests would but it was very welcoming big smiles super exciting hug right off the off the bus just after a couple of phone calls so uh, it was a really exciting way to start our trip. It was very beautiful there, too. Just incredibly beautiful. The smells and sounds of, you know, even with it being dark, you can hear birds and the animals. And um, I felt super excited. Reinvigorated after a long ride. Yeah, absolutely. So you arrived at night and then you woke up. And what did you wake up to? We woke up to some um, other interesting animal sounds that I had never heard before. <laughs> I don't know what that bird is there. That <laughs> The funky chicken. The funky chicken that wakes you up, but uh, it was wonderful. Um, so, and I think right away um, on our first day, I feel like we, we gathered out and, and started our adventure um, loading up the surfboards and heading out to the beach right off the bat. Uh, we had a beautiful private cabin, um, and the amenities were amazing, uh, yet still very rustic. You know, um, I tend to travel in hotels and, um, and things that have a lot of amenities and uh it was just that lovely balance of comfort, yet you felt really, you know, um, away from it all. Yeah, so. that's one thing I re- I've i noticed I really miss uh, is ha- not having so much insulation <laughs> um, because I can't hear. I know there. I, I'm living in North Lake Tahoe. There are birds here. They're not right. funky chickens, <laughs> but there are birds and sounds, and, and I can't – I don't hear any of it when I wake up. I mean, maybe a lawnmower, and I'm like, ugh. Right. I just, no, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Right off the bat to be able to hear the sounds. And there was, I mean, obviously you're still in, in a somewhat residential area. There are buildings and, and homes that aren't too far away, but you just built. And that little bit of canopy is like you're just in this little micro kind of jungle, just right. The, the, the landscape um, is so natural, yet at the same time very structured. And um, it's just really beautiful. That yeah. little spot of, of heaven. <laughs> Absolutely. And so... Bodhi is the Sanskrit word for consciousness and awakening. Is that something that you feel like they are able to bring to their guests from your experience? Absolutely. Uh, and I'd say it's a lovely combination of kind of the, um, like I said before, the relaxed in, uh, environment versus the structure. But every uh, conversation, every opportunity that was given to me between the lessons, um, the yoga experience, the meals, the conversation was always um people sharing a little bit about themselves and so you would learn a little bit more and it would make you there was lots of time 
um, even in the middle of the ocean, like when you're out there uh, on the water that you're reflecting constantly about how this is complementary um, and or completely different from your lifestyle back at home. Um, so I, I felt like uh, every day was multiple times of the day we were definitely thinking about, I was thinking about how this affects my life back home. Um, and, and, and I'm sure a little bit of the, I never want to leave this place either because it's so different um, than what people have back home. But I definitely felt um, more connected with myself in that beautiful setting and just, it was really provided to us um, and laid right out with yeah. the, like Travis and Javon and, and the staff. So what was your biggest takeaway from your trip to Bodhi? Um, I think part of it would be, uh, I do through my, through my work, I use a lot of, uh, I already have the lens of, um, of awareness of the ocean and, and plastics and, and, and appreciation for mother earth. So a little bit of that had already existed in myself, but I think, um, sharing with others and the need to continue to travel, um, and engulf yourself in community uh, was definitely a big takeaway for me. This was not a tourist experience at all. It was a community building experience. I felt throughout my time there um, was very clear that we were <clears throat> encouraged to be a part of the community and a part of the people. Uh, and I hadn't really experienced that in my lifetime before. I always, you know, you live in, in a little bit of a bubble. Um, even for someone who travels a lot, I think you, you know, you're comparing constantly to the way things are at home and um, just appreciating that the people are so happy um, and, and there are people that live a different lifestyle all around the world and that you should just embrace and appreciate um, that no one has a better life or a better world, you know, I don't know how to explain that. Um, some people would consider the people in that community to, to be hard, you know, in hardship or uh, I saw nothing but joy and love and happiness and friendship and uh, sharing and kindness. I walked away incredibly gifted or blessed to have been able to interact with the people in that community. And now for this being a year and a half later, these questions are wonderful because they can bring me instantly um, right back to that place. Yeah. Uh, right back to it. Yeah. And I'm glad that you touched on the whole community aspect because that's, you know, the fir on their front page, it's community engaged surf and yoga camp like that. It's not just about surfing and yoga for them. It's the community. It's the environment. And yeah. When, because I got to live there for three months mm -hmm. and go to the farmer's market and attend the um, local fairs and go to the beach every single day <laughs> um, <laughs> and get to meet people who are from the area. And it makes you realize, because like you said, you don't want to go through an alint with a lens of, oh, this is different than how we do it or like right. anyone is right or wrong, but you learn that we can live with so much less than we think that we can. <laughs> I, that's a huge point. Absolutely, we can live with so much less than we can. Just to see people in, in very small and humble homes, with sometimes with no doors, it looked like, you know, and people were just grinning ear to ear uh, and, and welcoming you and sharing with you. I, I felt so welcome. Going in the grocery store, I was super intimidated by that, and it was, it was a great experience um, and being able to learn how to exchange money and um, patron restaurants and, uh, but really like as a local, not as a tourist, I felt, mm -hmm. um, I felt really welcome in that space. What takeaway from Bodhi do you think that people need to know about if they're considering going there? I, I think that it might be different than any kind of uh, 
a vacation that you've had before. I have used the word, you know, ecotourism. I have heard things like that before, but I'd really never experienced anything like that. And I think um, my takeaway from Bodhi is that I want more of that. I want more of what that felt like. I want to seek out more opportunities to feel um, actually refreshed at the, at the end of the trip because a lot of times you feel like you need to take a vacation when you get home from your vacation because you're just going and going um, and that Bodhi will will recharge you, uh, it will reconnect you and I think that everyone even though you're having the same experience with other guests it's very unique to you um, and that whether you uh, are an experienced surfer or you have a, a more extensive yoga practice like everywhere along the gamut there's there's somewhere for you to feel welcome and safe uh, and that you're going to walk away a better person oh I love that thank you for yeah. sharing yeah I love my experience there in my time I feel like family you know uh, now and we've stayed connected with some of the other guests and um, when you leave somewhere and you say I can't wait to figure out how to get back here you know you had a really good experience <laughs> that is so true I started plotting how to get back there before uh -huh. I even left <laughs> uh -huh. and I do know I have a, a friend who was the intern that was there and I think this is her third time back Hannah Hannah yeah, yeah. she was there when I was there too yeah. she and Hannah's to mom was there when we went so she was one of our uh, the guests that was there at the same time as me and and she and I had some things in common with the essential oils and oh yeah um, she was way beyond me in her yoga practice and uh, but got up on the surfboard for the first time and it was really fun and you celebrate the people that you know you meet too um, they're all you know coming from different backgrounds but uh, uh, you're experiencing this together and you're cheering each other on or you know you're giving each other I, I don't know I just felt like I had it was way more private of experience than I thought too I guess I didn't realize that it would only be you know, uh, the, the amount of guests there is, is intimate and small enough that you feel like your family, but you still have the opportunity to do things on your own and, and have um, private time. But you, you want to spend more time with people. Yeah. <laughs> you want to learn more about them and you want to experience things together. So, yeah, very cool. So when do you think you're going to be back then? <laughs> um, we've been talking about that for a while because, you know, it, it was another takeaway for me was I need to do more things like this, you know, and explore more, uh, you know, national parks. And, and we know that in the United States, there are tons that we had never been to. So that was, you know, part of the adventure. But uh, it's not that far and it's not it doesn't cost as too much. The flight was very reasonable to get down there. Um so I'm hoping in the next year I will go back again. And, and I've thought, too, not that I'm sure my husband had a wonderful time, but I'd like to, to go alone or to bring my daughter. Or, you know, I guess you want to have other people to share that experience with you. So I'm always thinking, um, when can I get back there and who can I encourage to tell? I, I've been telling as many people as I can about the experience, and then you just have to go. You just have to figure it out, and you have to go. You do. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> Very worth it. Yeah. Unlike anything else. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for answering those questions about Bodhi. I did want to ask you one um, additional question about your work uh, and just what what it is that not only what drives you to do the work that you do with Clean Canteen, but also there are a lot of other environment. So I guess it's actually two questions. There are actually a lot of um, environmentally minded people out there that don't necessarily understand their impact, especially when it comes to single-use plastics and that kind of thing. And that's something that I find frustrating after leaving Bodhi is that, you know, that's that's our whole focus when we're there is, uh, is changing behaviors in a very subtle way through just demonstrating, right? And through saying this is how right. we do it because of this. 
because those plastics end up in our ocean. So I guess my question for you is, one, what drives you? And two, what's your advice for people who are driven to lessen their impact but don't really know what to do next? Yeah, um, I'll do my best to answer that. And it, it is something that I, I live every day. Um, I was not a very environmentally aware person before I came to Clean Canteen and um, connected with so many wonderful organizations. Um, I recycled and, you know, I did some of the basics, but I really had no idea of my personal impact and the magnitude of the issues. And it really is hard because you want to meet people where they are. Um, you don't want to push people away. I find that in my private life beyond what I know um, through the organizations that I work with. I think a lot of it is just the opportunity for conversations. Um, and I have been blessed enough to meet incredible people who are doing the hard work. And so through Clean Canteen, we're obviously supporting them, sponsoring them, uh, gifting them with, with product and cash to, to do this great work. But the, the conversations that I've had over the last eight years have really just changed me as a human. Um, and so I, I have to remember that I use a little bit different lens, I think, than other people in my lifetime that I know are wonderful people, but just really haven't got there yet. Um, and so leading by example and kind of having the conversations um, without being really heavy, uh, and the, the dialogue can be really awkward and, and kind of turn people away too when you show them some of these not so pleasant images or statistics. And so that, I don't know if that really encourages people to participate. So I often share what I know. I bring, I'm lucky enough that I have a lot of product that I can often share with people to kind of get them started on their path. But every change helps, every little bit. No one can claim to be perfect at this either because I've tried that before and it's exhausting and it turns you away. But like little changes that you can make um, in carrying a reusable or carrying a fork um, or going back to the things that your, your parents and your grandparents did before. Um, you don't have to have a special gear to carry a mason jar and a fork and say no um, in certain situations. It just takes practice and awareness. So it's a really roundabout question. I deal with it all day long. I'm always trying to figure like I'm a super friendly person and sometimes when you talk about some of this stuff it can seem really unfriendly. <laughs> Um, and turn people away. But I think everyone has to realize that this, these are real issues that we shouldn't just leave to the youth to solve because the youth out there right now is, is uh, kicking butt. Actually, they're doing a really good job at problem solving um, and trying to, to work on the solution. But we, we've got to, we can't just leave it to them. We need to lead by example um, and continue to just change little things in your life because it really does make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm, absolutely. That's right. How did you end up as an intern, Katie? How did you find out about Bodhi? I found out about Bodhi because I used to work with Travis's sister, Christina. Uh -huh. and yeah, we both worked at a retreat center slash summer camp. Um, and I studied abroad in Costa Rica twice in college and have always loved it. But I've never been to the South Pacific. And when she was when Christina was interviewing, she mentioned that she had a brother who owns a surf and yoga camp in Costa Rica. And I'm a yoga instructor. And I've always had an affinity for surfing, even though I've never actually done it. Right. <laughs> and so I said, this is my chance, I need to get back down there and immediately started writing blogs for them last April uh, as an as just volunteering. And then uh -huh. um, I came came out for uh, a few months this earlier this year and I'll be heading back in October. 
Yay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I know. Definitely Travis and I are like, okay, when can you come back again? Yeah. Um, that was definitely a lure to this, hey, would you be on my board of advisors and, you know, come have a retreat? And I was like, oh, that's just my, you know, one of the extra bonus ways to get myself there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Most people in other experience, once you have a vacation somewhere, you kind of check that box and you don't go back there again or you look for other places. And I don't feel that way about people who have been to Costa Rica at all. It's like, when can I get back? And I think there's also so many different um, ways you can experience the country, you know, and yes. different um, besides just all the different weather changes or scenery, you know what I mean? The different landscapes, you're right. Yeah. And there are some like really dry areas. Totally. And we actually ended up taking a couple extra days after Bodhi um, and staying in a resort. Um at the waterfall garden, but, uh, which was beautiful. And I'm, it was really interesting for me to be a Bodhi first because I was so connected to myself and to nature that when we went to this four star resort, uh, that was pretty commercial, it, it felt weird. Like I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought that I would, you know, that's normally how we, we travel. And it was uh-huh. like, Oh, that's in a great massage and that's amazing food. And, and like all the animals were in cages and on these walking paths. And I just, I wanted to be back at Bodhi so bad. I thought this is, not, this is not what I thought. Yeah. And we still had a, a beautiful time and they treated us really well and had a wonderful place to stay. But the juxtaposition of being, you know, um, at the, you know, just immersed was so different. Yeah. So beautiful. But I totally want to go back. And every time someone says they're going to go to Costa Rica, I'm like, oh my gosh, you want to have lunch? You want to talk about where you went and what you did and what your options are? And, um, so I, I definitely know I'll be back there. Yeah. Well, my plan is to be in Uvita uh, indefinitely. So maybe really? I'll get to meet you in person. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely I had I talked to Travis because I had some hard both my parents passed away in the last year. Oh, um, so my mom, to hear that. Yeah. Thank you. My mom had been sick with Alzheimer's for eight years. So that was expected. And then my father's passing was not. But I kept thinking I was. We we're just trucking right along. We got lots of things happening with life instead of, you know, beyond that. But it definitely puts you in perspective as to like how you're going to spend your time. Um, and all I really wanted to do was go to Bodhi. Like I just, I thought if I just go there, I could just check out a little bit. I could breathe. I could be me. I could, you know, I was just like, I should have just went. Um, but I talked to Travis a couple of times on the phone and then just that, that was not in the cards for me right then. But like, I think I just went there in my mind. Like this is just, you know where I need to go but I knew it was a place of healing like that I could just be myself yeah absolutely so, I thank uh, you for sharing that <laughs> I know I've got I've got Bodhi on the brain now so how can I not right yeah right <laughs> release some endorphins just from talking totally. about it <laughs> Thanks so much for stopping by. Go ahead and connect with me on Instagram at KDJ Today or at Wanderwell Podcast. That's at KDJ Today, K-A-T-I-E-J Today or at Wanderwell Podcast. That's Wander with an A. Look forward to hearing your thoughts and feedback on this episode. Just go ahead and give me a shout out, DM or comment, and I'll be sure to get back to you. Have a fantastic day and remember to manifest your best life. You can do it. I believe in you. Have a good one, guys.
Music for this episode can be found on soundstripe.com, and this specific song was by James Farrell, Home for the Holidays. <laughs>